Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. If you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to open them to Acts chapter 2, and we're going to begin at verse 36 and read through to verse uh, 47. And so I invite you to open your Bibles there. This is a new series for us called the Gospel Series. And I've been inviting you to watch the Bible Project videos one a day as families and uh, and do a little journaling or questioning around the table as you watch these and discuss them. There's a there's a reason for that. And today we're going to introduce why we're doing this as a series and get set up for the next few weeks. This is going to be from Easter Sunday all the way through to Pentecost. And so this is going to be an exciting series. I'm glad you're with us. And I encourage you to take your Bibles now and open them to Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 36. Hear the word of the Lord. This is Peter preaching, and uh, he's finished his first sermon, the very first gospel sermon of the New Testament church. And he finishes in this way. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the Word of God for the people of God. And our response is, thanks be to God. Well, I want to give you a few examples today. I want to bring, bring, I have got my props here just off stage. This is a, this is a putter. It's a uh, very old putter. This is something my dad had in his bag. Very old. Um, and a golf ball here. So I've got uh, both a golf ball and a putter. Um, but my question is, does, does this make me a golf pro? 
I think uh, you know the answer to that. No. For fir- first of all, I don't have enough clubs. I mean, you can't play an entire nine holes of actual golf with a ball and a, and a putter. If you're like me, you need multiple of these because you lose so many of them in the rough. Uh, so, no, that doesn't make me a golf pro. Um, I've got... Uh, I'm going to carry this around. Uh, this is a uh, Hostess fruit pie. You know, uh, filled with all kinds of good things, you know, preservatives and stuff. But holding this pie, does this make me a baker? I think you know the answer is no, it doesn't make me a baker. Um, it makes me someone who purchased something from someone who did baking. Um, what about this? I have, I have my tackle box here. Uh, I've got all kinds of lures and, and these kinds of things, you know, the bobbers and worms and all kinds of things. Does this make me a bass pro fisherman? Nope, it doesn't. Um, in fact, most of these lures, I don't, I don't know what to do with them. If you don't believe me, ask Matt Leach. He teaches me how to fish almost every season. I drove here in a car and it worked and it got me where I needed to go. Does that make me a mechanic? No, absolutely not. Just because I carry a part of an activity or participate in something does not make me a professional. It doesn't even really make me a fan of something because I've seen people who wear jerseys or those kinds of things. They have no idea whose jersey they're even wearing. So carrying a club or a ball doesn't make me a golf pro. Having a a pie that I can carry around doesn't make us into bakers. Having tackle boxes doesn't make us into professional fishermen or fisherwomen. Driving a working vehicle doesn't make us a mechanic. And just like that, neither does repenting of sin, believing in Jesus, or having our sins forgiven make us into disciples. Oh, it makes us deciders but not disciples. Now, go ahead and pick yourself up off the floor, or maybe pick your jaw up out of your lap, because what I said can really rock you, and it was meant to. Hold on. Don't turn off the television yet. Are decisions for Jesus important? Yes, absolutely, vitally important. Are sins being forgiven? Wonderful. Yes, if you've never experienced that, I pray you'll experience it today. Is believing in Jesus crucial? Yes. Wholeheartedly, yes. I think it's the best thing that you could ever do with your life. However, Jesus commanded us to make disciples, not deciders and to be his disciples we are called to be disciples not just deciders when we come to our passage today our temptation is to look at the first part of this and say wow look at all the decisions that were made for jesus three thousand souls that were robbed from hell and now are on their way to heaven That's exciting. That's wonderful. 
That's necessary, absolutely necessary. But if we stop there, we miss the true miracle of verses 42 through 46, where 3,000 people devoted themselves to the apostolic teaching, to prayer, to fellowship, to communion, to serving the poor. 3,000 people actually became disciples of Jesus. That may be the true miracle here. So let's look at this word devoted. Because I believe that it is the key between being a decider and just and being a disciple. So this word devoted, of course you know I'm going to teach you a Greek word. It is the word proskartereo. It rolls off the tongue like a train wreck. Proskartereo. I think you want to say that with me so that you can get that. It's pros, car, Ter, eh, oh. Let's say it together. One, two, three. Proskar ter, eh, oh. One more time. One, two, three. Proskar ter, eh, oh. Now, this word, of course, does mean devoted in English, but that, that really doesn't catch all of the nuances. If you were to look in the Greek dictionary, you would see six different ways that this devoted works its way out into life. This proskar ter, eh, oh. So the first thing it means is to be devoted to someone. Absolutely. To be their adherent. To be devoted and constant to them. I think that's what we normally think of when we think of something being devoted. But secondly, it is to be steadfastly attentive to that person. To give unremitting care to that person and their teaching. Third, it means to continue all the time in the place where they are. You want to be near them. Four, it means to persevere and not to faint. You just continue with them over and over and over. Five, it means to show oneself as courageous for them. Like you're, you're going all in with them. And lastly, it means to be in constant readiness for them. You're waiting on them. You're waiting to hear the teaching. You're waiting, where are we going today? We're going. You wait and you're constantly ready. This is all that is captured in proskarter. Now, ask yourself, does this describe my journey with Jesus? Or did I just decide to believe some things about Him? Dallas Willard warns us what will happen when churches only focus on decisions. It's in his great book. It's called The Great Omission. He says when we do this, what we make are vampire Christians. That's right, I said vampire Christians. I know. Let me let let him explain that to you. He writes in his book, when we do this, what vampire Christians means is that This is where one, in effect, says to Jesus, I'd like a little of your blood, please, to cleanse my sins. But I don't care to be your student or have your character exemplified in my life. In fact, won't you just excuse me while I get on with my life and I'll see you in heaven? Ouch. Did that hit close to home for you? Is it bringing up maybe some awareness That you're just a decider? Or does it confirm that you are in fact a devoted disciple of Jesus? 
I feel like I would be a complete failure as a pastor. If I had 3,000 people decide for Jesus and they never go on to become a devoted disciple of Jesus, that is the goal. That is why our mission statement is that we at Cross Community are disciples of Jesus who are making more disciples of Jesus. It's a statement of our calling, and it's a reminder to us that that is our calling. We're not just here for a bunch of decisions. We're here to make disciples of the One who gave everything for us. Will there be decisions? Yes, I hope there'll be lots of decisions. I would love to see 3,000 people decide that they need Jesus in their life. I think it's the best thing they could do with their life. But that is only the first step. We must go on to devotion. We must go on to proskartereo, to be disciples and to be disciple makers. That is our call. We need to call people to be baptized, to devote themselves to prayer, to take communion together, which reminds us of the great sacrifice of Jesus, to live life together, to get to know one another, to serve the poor together, and to devote ourselves to the apostles' teachings. What were the apostles' teachings? It was the Gospel, which they received from Jesus Himself. That's why I'm having you watch these Bible Project videos each day. I want you to know the whole saving story. And I want you to be able to see the themes and see all of that in a relatively short period of time. Over these 50 days from Easter to Pentecost, you're watching one video and you're going to find that you get to see and interact with the whole story. It begins with the story of God and Israel. How God longs to live within His creation. To live among humanity. But human beings keep messing it up with their sin, with their decisions to say, I'll determine what is right and wrong. I'll do this myself. I'll be an authority over my life. And it breaks things. And you'll see this pattern repeats in, in the first people that, that, are, that are made all the way to the Tower of Babel. And then on, and God decides to, to call a family in Abraham. And on through the kings and the prophets all the way through. You need to see the whole story of God with Israel. And then that story culminates in the story of Jesus The story of His birth, the story of His life, His teachings, His suffering, His death, His resurrection, and His ascension to God's right hand where He is praying for us right now that we would become His disciples, that we would be devoted to Him as His disciples were way, way back in the day. In fact, it is the proclaiming of this full story from Genesis on through to the story of Jesus that precedes our passage today. The proclaiming of the Gospel, the full story, led to 3,000 decisions, baptisms, and devoted disciples of Jesus. So I hope these videos will give us all a quick overview of the whole story. The good news is not just that you get to go to heaven. It includes the whole story of God from Genesis to Revelation where heaven comes to earth and God dwells among humanity once again. 
I also hope these videos will cause us to long for more, to go deeper, to devote to the full Gospel story and to the God who the story proclaims. That means digging into our Bibles. We're not just going to watch videos and then call it good. No, we're going to be called to devote ourselves to what the apostles knew. And it will take devotion and time. It will take, it will take, it will take God's Spirit helping us. You may think, oh, pastor, but that's for pastors. That's for theologians to do. No, it is for you. And it is for everyone who longs to follow Jesus and be obedient to Him. You may think, I can't do that. I'm not smart enough to to dig into the Bible. I don't know Greek or Hebrew. I'm not brave enough to share this with someone. I'm not strong enough. I have good news for you. Look, In verses 38 and 39, Peter says to them after they have calls them to repent and be baptized that they will receive forgiveness from sins. But he says, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far, far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. You have been called, my friend. The Holy Spirit is for you. The Holy Spirit is for your journey here on earth to empower you, to keep you, to teach you what to say and when to say it. I'm not even sure you can really make it to heaven without the Holy Spirit. We are so desperate to need Him. Now, maybe that feels too bold for me to say. But we need His empowering if we are going to be called to be devoted to Jesus and His teaching. If the Holy Spirit can take an old, hot-headed fisherman like Peter and help him proclaim the full story of the Gospel to a multitude, then He can take any human being on this earth and do the same thing. If the Holy Spirit can take a murdering religious zealot like Saul of Tarsus and make him the missionary to outsiders, Paul the Apostle, then He can take someone like you and help you be a devoted disciple of Jesus. Now you may think the Bible's too big and, and if you're honest, boring. Well, let's finish with Luke 24. Luke chapter 24. I don't normally do this, but I felt like you needed to hear this today. Luke chapter 24, verse 45. Jesus has returned and He's about to send out the disciples. And He's about to ascend to the Father. But before He goes, He does this. Then He, Jesus, opened their minds so they, the disciples, could understand the Scriptures. And He opened their minds so they could understand the Scriptures. The Bible is daunting. But have you ever asked Jesus to open your mind 
so that you can understand the Scriptures. I am fully confident that He still does this today. Because every week, every day, I begin my day by asking Him, Jesus, open my mind so that I can understand the Scriptures. Will it take work? Yes. Will it take devotion? Yes. Will I get everything the first time? Probably not. But maybe. Your call is to be a disciple, my friend. And today, I speak to those who may be hearing this message for the very first time. And really, to those of you who have been around church for a long, long time, but you're realizing, I've only ever decided to believe in Jesus. I've never devoted myself to be His disciple. I'm going to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes wherever you are in the world right now. In fact, I'm going to be a little more specific about that. Sometimes when we're here, we do call people to come forward to pray. That if God is wrestling with their heart, if they're feeling that weight where their heart is racing and they're they're realizing in their minds that I've really only ever believed in Jesus. I've, I've never devoted myself to Jesus. We would invite you to come forward. And some people do, and for some people it's, it's really difficult. It's embarrassing. But right now you're in your own home, my friend. You're, you're with your family, and I, I hope that's a safe place for you. And so I'm, I'm going to invite you, if, if God is tugging at your heart, and you're realizing, man, I'm, I'm only a believer, which is good, but that was a starting place a long time ago, and I want to be devoted to Jesus. I want to give all of myself to Jesus. I want to do the things that are necessary to be attentive to Him. I want to devote myself to the Gospel, to the full story. I want to do that, and I want it to begin today. Then I'm going to invite you to turn around wherever you are seated and kneel at that couch or at a chair or at a, at a coffee table. And I'm going to invite you to pray with me. I don't know why, but on my heart, I've just felt like dads. Have you become a devoted disciple of Jesus? Husbands? Will you lead the way right now? Will you turn around and kneel? Will you say to your wife or to your kids, I want to be a devoted disciple of Jesus today. And I'm going to pray with Pastor Jeff. Maybe you'll invite them to pray along with you. Maybe one of your kids is just waiting for you right now to kneel and to pray. And they will, they will join you with that. Or maybe you're a student right now And you need to lead the way for your mom and dad. Will you turn and kneel and say, I want to be a devoted disciple of Jesus today. I believe He will still open your mind so that you can understand Scripture. I believe He will call you into what is eternal life 
life to the full and complete that Jesus promised He would bring to us. So would you pray after me? Jesus, today I have realized that while I believe in You, the goal is for me to be devoted to You. I don't want to just be a decider. I want to be a disciple. Open my mind so that I can understand the Scriptures. Send to me the Holy Spirit so that I can be devoted to Your teaching, to prayer, to gathering at church as a body of believers and disciples, to share my faith, and to follow You all my life. Father, You have heard the words of those who have prayed in Your Son's name. I pray right now, wherever they are in the world, that they would sense that Your Spirit has entered the room and is with them, and You are going to call them. You are going to open their minds so they can understand the Scripture. You are going to lead them into a life of devotion. That You're going to help them on this long journey home. We pray that You would come in our church building and when we're able to return together, we would gather as disciples. No longer just deciders, but we would be disciples. And we will now begin to call people, yes, to decide for You, but to go on to become devoted disciples of Jesus. And may we live out the calling that You have called us to, to be disciples of Jesus who are making more disciples of Jesus. For we pray and ask all of these things in the name of Jesus alone. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. And Amen. Well, I want to send you out with this blessing into your meals or into your living room or dining room, wherever you're going. I hope you'll receive this. And now, may you, my friends, have Jesus open your minds to understand the Scriptures. From little Bible project videos to really digging into the Bible itself. I pray that you would receive the joy of the Holy Spirit. And may, it, may He give you power and strength for living through even this pandemic day. I pray that you would sense His blessing as you devote yourself to be His disciple for all your lives. I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Wash your hands. Stay safe wherever you are. And I'll look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless you. 
Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.